Thursday. Good to be back. Back from a scene. We had a great time last night, man. If you were listening to the uh, the huddle last night, what a night. Fun time. Great crowd loud, uh, down there last night, too. So thanks to everybody that showed up uh, for the Bill Michaels huddle. We had a good time. It's always brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the program and of the network. So uh, thanks to them for being a part of it. I uh, got a lot of good stuff today. Just stuff. Just like this. This, this potpourri of sports and talk and crap and stuff uh, today. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the best teams in the NFL. Uh, the Badgers have a hire, which uh, last night, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, sent our own Ben Kenny into a tizzy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Oh, correct. Correct. Yeah. I've completely lost my mind. I was watching yeah, North I, Carolina film until like 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's funny, folks? I believe him. <laughs> I believe you, <laughs> knowing the fanaticism that you have. And uh, then we've got uh, Paul Charchian coming up today. So Charge was not here last week because uh, of COVID. He was ill. So he is back. He's feeling better, which is great news. And uh, we'll have Paul Charchian with us today. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and we're also going to give you our betting picks today. Uh, sure to go wrong. Good games coming up tonight, starting tonight. And then all the way through, so we're looking forward to uh, to more football. I uh, it's, it's funny, last night Mike and I uh, finished up down at uh, Angry Brothers Pub, which, by the way, uh, they have Angry Brothers Pub, and Ben, I would assume you've never been there, correct? Correct. Okay, if, if you're familiar with it in Racine, or maybe you're not, uh, it was always this bowling alley with a bar attached to it. That was Angry Brothers Pub. And what they did was... They said, look, we, we can make money and we can do well with, you know, our, you know, our pub and our bowling alley. But let's concentrate on food service and everything and, and the experience. And so what they did was they hired a chef. They re I mean, it's not bar food. They re and it's it's still priced like it, but they really upped their game when it came to food. We had steaks last night. Oh, my God. It was better than a lot of steakhouses I've been to. Oh, my God. It was so good. And then they put in the golf simulators, and they put in a whole back banquet room, and then they put another bar, and they've got volleyball courts out back, and they opened up garages, and they've got these this huge outdoor patio come summertime. And, yeah, there's still a bowling alley there, 36 lanes. But, oh, my goodness, it's just a whole entertainment center now, whether it's for adults, for kids, for whatever. So it was great. We had a great time down there last evening. So thanks to everybody that came out. We actually had applause last night, which was really cool. Yeah. Going to break. Come, yeah, that was kind of neat. That, that that surprised me, frankly. <laughs> I didn't think they were cheering for you. I, no, I thought there was were. like a stripper pole off to the side. No, they, well, there was, but that was Mike, you know. Nobody was applauding that. <laughs> so it was, it, was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a great time. We had a really, really fun time last night. Down at Angry Brothers Pub. And again, thanks to everybody for coming out and showing up last night. Um, so here we go. The 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 NFL this weekend, and, and I'm going back into my story, coming out of the show last night, had a couple of people come up and they said, so what do you do during the bye week? Well, this week, the bye week actually falls at a good time because we have uh, the house party here on Saturday. So I've been kind of gearing up for that. And I think, I don't know what it's up to now. I think it's like with people that have responded and people that are coming and guests and stuff. I, I think it's like 70 people now. But we've been gearing up for that. And I got people coming into town beginning tomorrow morning from out of town. So we'll be busy. But on Sunday, 
Uh, really, starting tonight, you got the Raiders and the Rams tonight. But on Sunday, I, I just can't wait to do nothing. To wake up and do nothing. And next week, next Sunday, we can wake up and do nothing. Only for the fact that the Packers play on Monday night. So they don't even they don't even come back right away on a Sunday. They come back on Monday night. But I can't wait for some of the games this weekend. Uh, I One of the better games I'm looking forward to, obviously, the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, there's the Eagles and the Giants. Looking forward to that. It used to be a really uh, a bloodbath uh, whenever the Steelers and the Ravens got together. Uh, now it's not so much. I'm kind of hoping the Steelers get the win in this one uh, just because. Uh, I think the, one of the intriguing games is is how good Cincinnati is, but Joe Burrow has never beaten Cleveland. Now Cleveland has Deshaun Watson back. You've got the Buccaneers on the road taking on the 49ers, the 49ers with Purdy and not Garoppolo. And can they beat uh, a, an emotional comeback win by the Buccaneers just the other night? So can the uh, 49ers get a win out there at Levi Stadium? Uh, so th- there's a lot of good games intriguing games this week now on by you have the falcons the bears the packers colts um who am i missing saints and commanders saints and commanders so you have all those teams that are on by this week but you got some really good games got some good i can't wait for just sunday to because people will be you know checking out of the hotels people are going to be checking out of the house here and after everybody's done and gone it's just relax time and then there's going to be a ton of leftovers, I'm sure. So I'll have food to, you know, gorge myself with, all the appetizers and stuff. So I'll just be kind of hanging out here at the house. So I'm looking forward to. Ben, what is your, uh, what is, what does your weekend look like? That's a great question. I I usually don't know until it happens. But Army Navy on Saturday. That's yep. always one of my favorite games of the year. I was year. just going to say some college football. Yeah, I've been to it. it. It is terrific. It's one of the coolest sporting events. Have you really? Have what, you really been to it? Well, That's it's in cool. Philly all the time. Yeah. Um, and it, it is, I, I can't describe how awesome it is to to go to that game. So I always love watching that. Uh, yeah, the, the NFL slate on, on Sunday kind of gets me going. But it's, you know, we're, we're starting bowl season. Frankly, I mean, I don't think the work's going to stop with this Wisconsin hire. But I'll, I'll go find something uh, substantive to do aside from, yeah. you know, the normal nothing. Are you excited for a week from tomorrow? What's a week from tomorrow? It's the beginning of bowl season. Oh, I mean, yes, I will say. I, I'm excited for the bowls to start. However, the hometown lenders bowl, oh. the Duluth trading cure bowl. That bowl is actually exciting. Troy is really good. Um, and the Wasabi Fenway bowl. Coming up uh, next, you got a bunch of bowl games next Saturday. Well, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati, Luke Fickle's obviously at Wisconsin, yep. and Louisville. Yep. Jeff Brom is going there. Left Purdue, their head coach left, so it's the it's the backup coaches bowl. And I think yeah. the Louisville OC is going to Cincinnati. I, I don't know. There, yep. There's a lot of yep. back and forth there. Yeah, and nobody in Cincinnati is happy about that. <laughs> they thought Cincinnati was a much better program that would recruit much higher. Uh, caliber of coach and to get a a to get Louisville's coach it is that people are like upset and I really haven't looked that deep into it I'm like oh okay you know oh Louisville sucks they're not that good Cincinnati could kill them and on and on and on so uh, I don't know it's just people have a lot of consternation there but then you got you know uh what uh, number 14 Oregon State and Florida uh next Saturday you've got uh, anybody else ranked I don't think so. Boise State, North Texas, that one has some juice. 
Does I, it? Again, oh. I'm probably speaking into a, a void here. <laughs> like Marshall Yukon, Yukon's bowl yeah. eligible. Come on. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, you don't you get uh you get into a week from then, you get a couple of games that Friday on December twenty third, you get uh you get uh, Christmas Eve, Middle Tennessee and San Diego State. Christmas Day, you've got NFL, because I know we're working. And then uh, Monday the 26th, you got New Mexico, Bowling Green. And then you start to get into the better games. Thursday, December 27th, you got Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. But it starts during the day. You got Georgia <laughs> Southern, Buffalo, Memphis, Utah, Coastal Carolina, East Carolina. And then you round out the evening with Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Bill, that's not a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of them. I'm Oklahoma, just throwing it out there, man. Oklahoma State's whole team is in the portal. And Wisconsin, yeah. I, I mean, we know where they're at. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's it's exciting. It's it's an excuse to do nothing every night. But Saturday, December 31st, New Year's Eve, you got number one Georgia, number four Ohio State. That takes place 7 o'clock at night. The uh, the afternoon game is number two Michigan and number three TCU. So and you also don't forget you got the uh, All State Sugar Bowl and uh, number nine Kansas State K State and Alabama. Uh, but you get that eleven a.m. kickoff on ABC the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. What, what kind of crap is this? Uh, that's Iowa and Kentucky. Bill, the total is thirty one in that game. <laughs> thirty one and a half. Like. Army-Navy might have a higher total than Iowa-Kentucky. Right. You're talking yeah. about two great defenses and just pure offensive ineptitude. It's right. awesome. Yeah. So, there you go. That's it. That's uh, that's the, the the bowl weekend getting, uh, or the bowl couple of weeks getting you through the uh, the New Year's Eve stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to do so. 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us, uh, Ben Kenny, over on Twitter as well, at Ben Z Kenny. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're back, by the way. The live stream is back, and uh, things are working better. I think, actually, after all the technical stuff uh, and the piece of equipment that was dropped, uh, ben, I, I don't think it was either of those. Uh, now that I've worked with it over the last two days and tried to get this thing back up and running, I think it was the computer. For whatever reason, I think the computer went bad. Don't know why, but I think the laptop went bad because it, uh, the system is working on other computers. So yeah, maybe I was wrong the whole time. That's not um, as good a story as a Bears fan in Chicago dropping it. Yeah, I, I know. I I don't... Uh, I, and I don't know why I would have done that, but it did. So anyway, but that being said, uh, but we're back up and running. So if you want to find us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michael show YouTube, go over there, subscribe on YouTube and uh, for free. And uh, you can find us, go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels show. Same thing over on Twitch TV. If you download the app, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can always find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts, anywhere and everywhere, whenever you need it. Good, good stuff. So thanks for uh, paying attention to the program, as always. Uh, this is from Melanie, who says, An off day this weekend allows me not to blur my eyes any longer at the pathetic Green Bay Packers. I think I might move on. Uh, bring on a Christmas specials. Melanie, it's a little early to just bag it on the Packers, isn't it? I mean, it's one thing to say, look, I, I believe that maybe 
they're not going to make it to the postseason, most likely. I get that. But to say I'm bagging it for Christmas specials this early, it's only December 8th, for gosh sakes. You can still enjoy football and maybe a good Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph Shiny New Year. I get it. But, man, I, I don't think I'd bag it all together. But appreciate the email. Thank you very much. Ben, uh, are you excited about this new offensive coordinator uh, of the Badgers? I am. It is, uh, that was the word that I constantly used during our show last night. Zach and I recorded a podcast uh, after the huddle, actually. It's very exciting because he runs a something that has drawn from the air raid. Obviously, Mike Leach at yep. Miss State and Texas Tech and now um, uh, Washington State as well. It's that concept with vertical, high-powered downfield passing. So I don't. it's hard to not be excited about that. It's clear that Fickle and the new regime are creating a system that quarterbacks would want to play in, top-tier quarterbacks, and then from that, obviously, you'll get a lot of other good players, in theory, that would want to play with those quarterbacks. So they're setting it up that way. It's very exciting. At its peak, I think it could bring Wisconsin to a very successful level that maybe we haven't seen. There are a lot of unknowns with how it's going to work and where the shortcomings could fall. But, I I mean, I saw the news. I was floored yesterday that they would make yeah. this higher. It's very, very exciting. It's exciting. It is different football than what we're accustomed to in Badgerland. It's... You're not going for just a great running back anymore. I mean, you got to fortify this team with a throwing quarterback, downfield receivers. I'm not saying they can't do it, but it it I had a flashback of Gary Anderson last night. Now, not the same, you know, coach obviously. But when he came in and said, "Nope, we're going to change things up. We're going to do it different." We I had flashbacks of Gary Anderson. Didn't you, or did you? Somewhat. I, I think one of my reservations, my first thought is, can they consistently get that talent? Can they bring it in? Right. And in order to do so, they need to be big players in the portal, and also they need to expand their recruiting reach, which Gary Anderson tried to do. And when you try to do that, that's when you get away from who you are, and that's when you could struggle. I think the portal could be the evener of all things here, where they could just get, really productive players there and not having to recruit from Pennsylvania or Florida or California. So yes, there are reservations with whether the talent can be there, but I also think he, he seems like a smart guy where right. uh, Phil Longo, he was at Ole Miss. He's at North Carolina. There were years at UNC, great quarterback play, didn't have the receivers, great running backs. And they had 2000 yard rushers. Like he has shown the ability to adapt to his personnel. My question is, I, can the personnel actually walk through that door? Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm excited because if they're able to pull it off and able to bring in those guys, then I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Uh, if you're, if you're not able to get those guys, then the system you're wanting to run doesn't have the capability of running it. So it's, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, kind of skeptical. I, I guess it's, it's, I'm very much arms folded saying, wait and see, show me something before I, before I jump all in, but I'm excited about it. I mean, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it was one of those, uh, when you and I were kind of going back and forth a little bit last night 
and 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 talking, I thought, oh boy. Um, I hope they're able to get the guys to do it. That's the biggest thing. And and I do not doubt Luke Fickle. The more I hear about him, the more that, you know, I, I, I talk to friends and I talk to people uh, in Cincinnati. I talk to people in Columbus. And, and, you know, I'll get a text or two every now and then, you know, hey, congratulations on the hire. You know, not that, you know, it has anything to do with me. I didn't do anything. But, but you know, being able to cover Luke Fickle in this area, I get a lot of positivity about, you know, his recruiting, his likability, uh, no nonsense, very much you know where you stand with him. I mean, there's a lot of qualities there that sometimes may be blunt, but uh, very respected. So I, I, I'm, I'm appreciating that. And I've got this optimism now for that 300-mile radius in the area to be able to say Luke Fickle is going to hardcore draw the 300-mile map. He's going to take the kids out of Minnesota. He's going to take the kids out of Iowa. He's going to take the kids out of Illinois. He's already got a portal into southeastern Ohio and, and Ohio in general, in, into Pennsylvania, into Michigan. So I, I'm the upper Midwest, I'm, I'm hoping he plants his flag and says, we're not vying for the guys that don't go to Ohio State. We're vying for the guys that want to go but don't want to be one of many, want to be one of one. And we're bringing those guys here. I, I'm I'm excited about that. So I'm I've got a lot of optimism. I guess is the best way to put it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, uh, give us a shout. We can talk a little bit about that. The best team in the NFL. We now we do power rankings. The best team, the most likely team. Like if Ben and I were to sit down today and throw money on this. If you really, really, really had to say who's going to win it all, the NFC, the AFC, and then who's going to win it all, you, you know, we're in the bye week. We're in self-scout and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to look into that because there's been, you know, some topsy-turviness because of quarterback injuries and such that have gone on. So we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about that. Also coming up, like I said, we're going to have some fantasy football coming up a little bit later on as well and then there's obviously the breaking news of the day and we can get into that just a little bit too so stick around this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the milwaukee admirals go to milwaukeeadmirals.com for single game tickets promotional tickets concerts after the game or just season tickets from here on out a lot of great stuff with our friends at the milwaukee admirals go to milwaukeeadmirals.com that's milwaukeeadmirals.com Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show and we're not done yet glad to have you on board today on this thursday edition of the bill michaels show joining us now uh, over on the hotline our buddy kevin holden cbs 58 in milwaukee uh joining us kevin how you doing pal bill it's all good man hope uh hope december's treating you well i like the fact that uh football season got real dreary in october and november and now all of a sudden it's, it's right back in the middle with all the changes going on in the state and changes coming uh in the near future so i've got a little little new energy here for December. Well, let, let's start with uh, energy. Packers are off, so they're going to come back ready to go. They get a win over Chicago. They're not mathematically eliminated. Got a little bit of hope. Get, 
Give me your thoughts, because you and I really haven't talked a whole lot during this season. Give me your thoughts just on the season itself. I mean, obviously, in terms of, of expected performance versus performance, it's just it's it, obviously an extreme disappointment. I mean, it is starting with a defense that was supposed to be, I thought, a carrying point of this team and has been anything but. Uh, and I think that's the thing that's got to be addressed, you know, when the season's over. they got to look at Joe Barry. they got to look at Jair Alexander for whatever that's worth. They've got to look at a lot of stuff. And uh, that's the unfortunate part. The, the, the new part, <laughs> excuse me, the fun part of all of this is receiving-wise – they found a couple of guys. I mean, Christian Watson's outburst has been really more necessary than anything. I, I don't know if Christian Watson would have had the chance to do this on old Packers teams, but uh, now he's had a chance to become uh, really the centerpiece in the receiving core going forward. Romeo Dobson, he's healthy, should be good. The weird thing about it is we entered the season with a giant question mark at wide receiver, and we're leaving the season with some optimism at receiver and question marks almost everywhere else on the roster. What an odd year. So, I, I mean, I know Christian Watson has really come on. Obviously, Sammy Watkins really hasn't panned out. We know that Randall Cobb was healthy, playing well, and then he went down with the injury just like he does every year. Now he's back. Uh, you know, Alan Lazard is solid but not great. But do you think this offense is, we'll say, figured out because they're scoring more points here down the stretch? Yeah, I think I really do think there's been a long game that's been played here uh, on the part of Aaron Rodgers, and and it wasn't wrong in theory. In other words, okay, so the the Packers knew they needed more than just a ground game. I think if they if they were going to be uh, you know competitors in the NFC, they were going to need these things. And so early on, it meant forcing opportunities to guys like Watson and Romeo Dobbs because at some point they were going to have to improve faster than rookies would normally have to improve usually you got a couple years so they didn't have a couple years they're going to compete they had to get to there right now and it paid off with watson because when that switch went to on when he got healthy and and started catching touchdowns he's he's a sight to see but uh it's it's the interesting thing about it is obviously the the you know as far as being competitive for the playoffs that's something that's just not going to happen i mean they're either going to get eliminated in the you know, in the next week or two, or it's coming very soon. Uh, but uh, but optimism for the future is a, a really good thing. And I think now that they've got Watson, you know, in a very good place and they've got a good ground game, they're, they're kind of a dangerous team in these last several weeks. Like if I was the Rams or even the Vikings, if they're playing for a one or two seed, I don't know if I want to play a team like the Packers in the, in the season's final month. I could see them at least offensively putting it together. Uh, are you in the uh, camp of you got to see Jordan Love? I, I was in that camp before the Bears game, right? In other words, not not to say that I'm jumping the gun, but if you if you really want to see it, if you really want to know what Jordan Love can bring for you in the years to come, you needed to see him in a high pressure game and perhaps a game where fans are screaming and yelling at him in the middle of the pressure and all that stuff. I mean, it's one thing to see Jordan Love in, in week 17 or 18 which could mean nothing. And I mean, honestly, it's increasingly likely that those weeks don't mean a thing. Uh, but it would have been another thing to see him in Chicago. I think that that would have told you a lot about where he was in his development and, and all that stuff going forward. So I, I'm still in that camp. It just, I, I think that was the golden opportunity to see him. Monday night football would be fun. 
that road game at Miami will be a nice test. Uh, but honestly, you know, having not done it now, I think your sample size, unless you make that change right now, that sample size is small. And now I'm getting increasingly the, the sense, the idea that that change isn't going to happen in the next week or two. So I, I don't know. I, I was, and now I'm not because I, I think they may have missed a window here. The uh, Aaron Rodgers and his, well, it's got to be a mutual decision for him to come back. And then Goody saying, yeah, we want him back and we're going to talk about it. And this and that. Uh, I mean, I know that here we go again with another quarterback that's going to waffle, that's going to go back and forth. I get the sense, though, that it's maybe going to be a couple of weeks. Rodgers coming back. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I, I think 95 percent of me says he's back next year. Give me your thoughts on what's upcoming next year and more so what's coming this offseason. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Rodgers, uh, you know, for for the off seasons of drama that we've dealt with, and and not just Rodgers, obviously, but going back before that, uh, I I think Rodgers would like to have himself free of all of that uh, earlier if he can. You know, I, I I don't I don't think there are any overarching statements about uh, you know the future of the franchise or whatever. I think you know if, if Rodgers is going to play, he's going to make the decision to play. If he's not, he'll make that decision too. So it. It should get into place earlier. That's going to help a lot because the Packers have a lot of other things to focus on in the offseason. And, I mean, maybe the most that they've had – I mean, I've been here 13 years, and the only other offseason I can remember like this one that's coming up is the one where they hired Matt LaFleur because you had to change direction. You had to have a guy that, that fit what you wanted, uh, and then you had to build staff around him. Um, I, I mean, it's going to be that level. From, from player changes uh, to, you know, coaching changes, you know, coordinator changes. I mean, I, I think it's going to look way different by next year. It almost has to because you can't really take what's happened this year and validate it for another year. I mean, you've got you to change a lot of stuff because the, the Packers are still a prideful organization with a lot of talent. And, I mean, you can't, you can't let 2022 be the norms. Probably the best way to say it. Uh, I want to switch over. We're talking with Kevin Holden, the CBS 58, uh, joining us uh, out of Milwaukee. So that's some Packers shout. I do want to talk a little bit about Brewers baseball because uh, the Brewers, obviously, with David Stearns stepping down, Matt Arnold taking over, the Colton Wong trade, the Hunter Renfro trade. Give me your thoughts on the direction of this team right now and where they're at. It's, it is. Uh, but part of being a Brewers fan in recent years is it's become increasingly difficult to get to this time of year and to watch things go on with other teams. Not that, you know, not that Aaron Judge was coming to Milwaukee or Xander Bogarts or anything like that, but uh, it's, you know, this has been the time in, in previous regimes before the last several years where there would be some sort of seismic shift. And, I mean, it's, it's increasingly the case that, that that's not what they do. And the Brewers have, have developed this sort of identity. You know, the more I thought about this, this offseason, the more I think the Brewers – are basically modeled after the Tampa Bay Rays that this is this is what they want to do and the Rays play uh you know in a in a ballpark in a situation in Tampa where they don't really draw fans where the payroll is at the bottom so they've they've learned to figure out how to find players and value players in a different way uh but still to return some value from it so the the good news about that is if their system of valuation is good you'll have a, you know, a consistently decent team. I don't know. I'm talking about necessarily a competitor, but at least a good team year to year. The downside of it is if they're valuing guys different than everybody else, then it means the people that we know, the people that we know have value aren't the people they're getting. And, and it makes for, 
uh, depressing off season a little bit. I mean, not you know, again, not that not that what's happening is bad, but that uh, you know, sometimes the fan base gets energized with a good free agent signing, and it just hasn't been the case the last few years. I was going to ask you about that. So, what does this team need to energize its fan base to energize this team? I mean, I know they're relying on some young guys to to you know come up and, and get the job done but if i'm a brewers fan and i'm sitting here going you know what the hell happened the last season that had so much promise and now what are they doing to make it better or are we in somewhat of a uh, a small financial downturn reboot right now just hanging on to your own making a few deals trying to get a few bats i look the jesse winker thing i'm not a fan of after reading what uh, i heard uh, about him and you know kind of being a non-clubhouse guy so to speak and uh, you know, some of the things I heard about him even coming out of Cincinnati, not a big fan of this move. Yeah, it's it, it's not consistent either with what the Brewers have done. One of the things that they've done in this era, starting with, you know, 2017, 2018, when they started to be playoff, uh, you know, competitors every year, was they had the really good clubhouse. The 2018's clubhouse with Curtis Granderson, uh, with all those young guys, the young pitchers, I mean, that was it was a it was a good clubhouse. You could tell the chemistry was good and the guys were good. So yeah, if any, anything that messes with that idea is uh, it is going to be a little bit of an issue in terms of energizing the fan base. The number one thing that they could do is to get a press conference together and sign Corbin Burns to some gigantic deal and put the fan base uh, fears to rest about talented players leaving because you're starting to hear. From the team itself, you heard from Craig Council during the winter meetings about the hater trade and the reaction to it. I mean, Craig Council said it. We got that one wrong. He said, you got to put your hand up and say it and admit it. You got that one wrong. They, they thought that the idea of getting value back from hater when they did was the right call, but they didn't take completely into account his effect on the clubhouse. And I think there's where the crisis, maybe crisis is a strong word, but there, there's where the situation is going forward. How do they handle that with Corbin Burns, who appears to me to be a good clubhouse guy? Brandon Woodruff was very clearly a good clubhouse guy. Mm-hmm. Like these are, uh, you know, you've got to figure out how to handle that. It's a tough situation because they're going to demand ridiculous amounts of money. They're good pitchers, and and that's that's where you got to go from here. But yeah, to energize the base, I think you got to, you know, not only say that Hater was a mistake, but maybe do your best to avoid doing it again. What does this team need? I mean, obviously you want to keep your pitching, especially at this point in time. And you obviously need to bolster your bullpen. But 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 to go back to being a legit contender in the Central, what else does this team need? It needs the, – the number one thing I think they need is is a center-of-the-order masher kind of bat. And the, the trouble and one of the reasons why this has gotten upside down for the Brewers is they they had one. He's on the roster still. He's just not that guy anymore. Chris right. Yelich, not 2018, 2019, uh, you know, material. He's being paid that way because that's how it works with the contracts, but but you're not getting that level of performance. So there's there's two ways to do it. You could find 2019 for Yelich, and, man, if you figure that out and bottle it, give me give me a case of it shipped to my house because I want, I want a whole lot of 2019 in my life. Uh, but the other option is, to go get that bat again, to find it either at first base, right field, possibly DH. And, you know, Winker is strictly from a bat standpoint, a good addition, but he's not that addition. So that that's that's where this team could go over top. If you could combine really good, strong starting pitching top to bottom 
with an offense that would be average and have a masher in the middle of the order, it changes everything. And that's, you know, it's not easy to go do, especially in a small market, but that, that's the, the hole. I mean, it's, it's either Yelich or, or a new Yelich, you know? Mm, right. No, I completely agree. I, 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 I still think you, you got to bolster the bullpen. You still need, like you mentioned, a couple of bats. Obviously, center field is going to be turned over to the rookie, right? Yeah, Garrett Mitchell. And I, I was surprised. One of the things that surprised me about getting Winker on board was I thought that the Brewers would take two or three spots there uh, in their outfield slash DH combination and turn that over to young guys. I mean, I think, I think Garrett Mitchell is just the beginning. If you've got a small market team, with talent in the minor league system, I think they're going to want to give those guys a shot. Bryce Terang in the infield, I think, is about to get a shot. And that's uh, it, it's exciting because those are players that are homegrown that can be around for a while. They, you know, in baseball system, you can, you know, they'll be here long enough to grow attached to them, which is kind of cool. And uh, it's, it, it's a plus for a couple of years down the road, but it's not often that, someone comes in and becomes a masher like a middle of the order guy right away as a as a rookie it's pretty rare so they're i think they're going to end up with a lot of youth and maybe a lot of youth that plays a lot and you're going to ride some ups and downs with that for for maybe the first year or two but it will be fun i like garrett mitchell i think garrett mitchell at his peak for me could be a leadoff hitter honestly he's got speed he's aggressive like i he, he's the guy that they could have used a couple years ago uh, real quick, who, I mean, Wilson Contreras goes to the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are still most likely the favorite in the division. The Cubs haven't done a lot. Cincinnati's not, I, I think, any closer, and Pittsburgh's still in the basement. Give me your thoughts on how these uh, how the division shakes out as of right now. It's, it's funny. It's become the, the, the broken record of, of, you know, the Cardinals are always tough, and they'll always find a way to, to produce the talent and sign what they need and, they become the most dangerous team, but it's it's interesting how the rest of that division has just kind of slid off the table. I mean, you know, Cincinnati dismantled for a good chunk of last year. Pittsburgh, like you said, is just lost in this wasteland. So, uh, and I, I mean, the Cubs are the Cubs are bringing guys on board, but Cody Bellinger of 2022, it's like Yelich, he ain't the same guy that he was right. three or four years ago. So, I, I mean, with all of that in mind, the Brewers are even with all the problems that have happened. The Brewers start in my mind as a second place team. They just have to do something to to catch the Cardinals, whether it's catching lightning in a bottle with young guys, bringing someone else on board. I mean, that's a pretty good position to be in to start the year. You know, sort of thought of in the division as the as the second place team. It's a it, it's a it's a hell of a lot better than Pittsburgh. I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah. No doubt about it. Kevin, good stuff as always, and I uh, appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon. Okay. Bill, much appreciated. Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's keep the energy flowing. I kind of like December so far. Yep, so far it's good. Yeah, just hang on to it, man. Good stuff. Thanks, Kevin. Talk to you soon. There you go, Kevin Holden, CBS fifty eight, joining us for a couple of minutes uh, on the hotline, and glad to have him on board and talk a little Brewers baseball, a little Packers football. Always good to talk some hot stove stuff. And Kevin loves baseball anyway, so it's it's a natural to have him on and talk a little bit about it. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Sunset Grill. It's in Pewaukee. 
And they uh, they have karaoke, they have bingo, they have a lot of stuff during the week. Really good food, obviously. But if you're going to go there and check out some of the games, they have music in there on the weekends. Still some great sunsets going out over Pewaukee Lake. You can still look out the back door and out, out the back windows and see it. Uh, the deck, uh, on warmer days it's open. Maybe they put the heaters outside, but for the most part that's closed. But the food is still fantastic. The specialty drinks they have during the holiday season are awesome. Check out Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. You won't go wrong. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.